We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo, the coach, Jared Timms, and Nate Green. It's been an eventful 24 hours. Well, I think it's 36 hours now for Angels baseball again for some good, maybe, and some bad, really bad. Um, before we even go there, of course, I want to take a quick pause, give a shout out to our sponsors. Here we go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right. So, oh, Lordy. It all starts with 
an Alec Manoa 91 mile an hour fastball up on the face of Taylor Ward fractured uh, fractured face basically for lack of a better word on the working back from Phil Nevin this morning that it, the eyes looking like it's going to be okay but otherwise yikes and then of course now what's that mean for Taylor Ward well we all saw it we knew it was bad and one day later the trade goes down the trade being Randall Gritchick, outfielder, former was drafted by the Angels in 2009, by the way. Before Mike and Trout. Before Mike Trout, that's right. And C.J. Crone, former Angel, coming back to his stomping grounds as well for Mason Albright. And who's the other guy, Nate? Uh, Jake Madden. Jake Madden. And then we're going to talk about those two in a minute. That's the deal. So there's your infield slot that was we were wondering about and now – an outfielder to make up for the loss. Now for the season, Taylor Ward, uh, who went on the 60 days this evening with the trade. So he's out for the year. Basically. Guys, I I mean, thoughts, I guess. We're up to like eight first rounders on the roster. Let's go, boys. Oh, oh, no, actually, <laughs> actually, actually, it's nine Angels first round picks on the, yes. on the 40 man right now. Had this conversation, well, yeah. 40, had this conversation yeah, 40, with a friend of the show. The 40 uh, man, yeah. Like two minutes ago. But yeah, there are nine first round picks by the Angels. So we can stop saying that they don't develop because they have nine of their first round picks on the 40 man roster right now. So you you got to be able to get more than just first rounders to the bigs, but it's, I know, I know the different story, different podcasts. We can take that, but it's kind of cool. No, I mean that, that also said only a couple of those first rounders became stars, right? Or one, one of them trout. That wasn't the first rounder, was he? Yeah, I'm a mess tonight. It's been a long week. Okay. That being said, better than Trey. Let's analyze it. Jared, Albright and Madden, break it down for us. Um, I like Madden. I liked, should I say, Madden a little more than I liked uh, Mason Albright. The Angels overpaid for Albright in the 11th and Perry's first draft out of IMG. I wasn't a huge fan of an undersized lefty. Um, which Albright is with 89, no yeah, with no velo, 89, 92, uh, a little bit of run. He's transformed into a better pitcher. I liked what he brought to the table this year. I liked what the Angels are doing to um, to him this year. He got away from he had this kind of big loopy curveball. He went away from that, turned it into a sweeper. Um, also has a slider, a little bit of a changeup. Commands the fastball, decent. Um, for me, a piece you're okay with getting rid of. I don't think I think he's an up and down possible starter um i think he's an up and down reliever you know i, I don't think he is a a difference maker um not saying he won't be that's just my my scouting report on him jake madden's the interesting guy six five six six super athletic freak um mid 90s fastball a little bit of that run in it um decent slider he's got the curveball and the changeup. personally wasn't a fan of what he is now but the upside in madden is a Jake DeGrom, a Jackson Joe type of pitcher. Not saying that he turns into one of those guys, but the size is there. The athleticism is there. The fastball is there to be one of somebody like that. Um, so he, he, he is, I think the prize piece in this, in, in this trade, but again, two more pitchers that the angels have developed, drafted, um, and now traded away for some major league talent, which is actually kind of cool to see. Again, if we want to talk, 
Angels minor leaguers, which I'm not going to have very many to go and watch um, at this point if Perry continues to trade away the farm system, um, <laughs> which is fine. If you go and win, make it to the playoffs and win the World Series, we won't even have to talk about that. Um, I, for me, I like Madden. I thought the upside was there for him to be a starter. Um, I didn't like what he brought to the table this year in Inland Empire, and I wasn't a huge fan of of Mason Albright, though there was some promise, there was some development there um, this year for, for Albright. So take what you want away from it. You got two major league pieces for two guys that might not even be major leaguers. Nate, you kind of had a couple of looks in your face. So, you know, let's pass yeah. this over to you. I'm not He's... sure which way you're going to go, but usually it's negative. So go. <laughs> He's yeah. Jared, Jared's not a huge fan of Albright. Uh, Cooper Cruzwell comes to mind when, when I think Mason Albright, just from the left side compared to the right side, like low, low nines, maybe if you're lucky. Uh, up and down guy, lucky if he makes the bigs. But Madden's the interesting piece. Uh, could be a, a good setup guy. Bringing home two two guys that you had in your org, Crone and Gertrick, which is nice. But this move just screams desperate. Just absolutely screams desperate. Um, I the lineups we ran out there this weekend are the worst lineups for a team that claims to be a playoff team in the history of baseball. Like it, Trey Cabbage was starting in center field. Andrew Velasquez was starting at shortstop. Andrew Velasquez still barely, I don't even think he hits my weight, which is not good. Um, Stefanik's getting playing time. He's not a playoff roster guy. Uh, Escobar's not hitting. Like you, you go through and it's like, man, this roster is not a playoff roster right now. And we are going to go out of our way after getting beat by Toronto. And we didn't play that well. You can argue about the umpires and all that, but I don't care. You were 0 for, I think it was 1 for 25 with runners in scoring position the entire weekend, and the only hit you got was because they put a runner on second base in the 10th inning. So this roster is not good enough to compete against good teams, and it just feels incredibly desperate. That's how I really feel. However, you look at this, you look at what a lineup could be if healthy, and you kind of can now take out Taylor Ward yeah, and if. put on the six day. If I know you want, you can play the if game all day. We, we can play a, the if game all you want. I it's, mean, it's kind if, of a fun. If fun Anthony Rendon comes back, we don't even know if Anthony Rendon's coming back. You go net, you go Neto at short, Otani DHing, Trout in center, Rendon at third if he comes back, Crone at first. Renfro and right, Drury at second base, Ohapi catching, Moniak and Grichik in the outfield as well in left field. The rotation, Otani, Giolito, Sandoval, Detmers, Anderson, Cannon. Um, those top four guys in, in a in a playoff series is a lot of fun. So if healthy, it's a lot of fun. You got to get healthy though, right? A lot of swing and miss in that though. lineup. What? Say what? A lot of swing and miss in that lineup. Once well, you get past a lot of swing and miss. It's, it, it's like. It's it's really, really swing and miss, and that's not how you win playoff games. I mean, the Yankees have been that team for the last how long? We we lead the league in home runs. We score a lot of runs. We get into the playoffs, and we can't score because all we're trying to do is hit home runs. So it, this roster construction is not made to win playoff games. Maybe it's made to get to the playoffs, but you're, five games, you're four games behind Toronto, technically five because they own the tiebreaker. And you're going in to play Atlanta at Atlanta, coming off a sweep against Milwaukee, who's in first place in the Central. This is going to be a it's going to be a tough week. You you gotta you gotta take two out of three against Atlanta. Otherwise, this season is it's 
it's getting out of hand if if you lose two, two out of three or even get swept. I'm speechless because I have nothing really to add to that part. I mean, it is what it is. Like you, you, we all talked about though, right? We knew at when they made that decision to keep Shohei, and they're going to have to just go, right? So they're doing what you guys both said they need to do. Uh, the, the move doesn't. I don't I mean like we were talking about before the show started. I don't think they go get Grichik if not for Ward getting hurt. So Grichik's just like hey, this. They had to. So what's next? I mean, you're hoping for Trout to get back. You're hoping against hope that Rendon is back. Um, but you know, you just gotta do what you gotta do. And uh, you think they're done? No, no, nope. At least one more pitcher. Whether it's a reliever or a starter, I would prefer it to be a back-end guy, a guy who could throw the eighth or ninth inning. I know Estevis has been great, but we've had times where Estevis throws the ninth, and then we can't run him back out there for the tenth because he's thrown too many pitches or he's thrown too many days in a row, whatever it is. Like We need a guy who can take the ball in a late-game situation, preferably a right-hander. And for the record, by the way, they rolled Estevez out there for the ninth and tenth today, yep. and that to me was like, okay, you know they're desperate now because they 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 they're doing that right before the Atlanta series. So that spoke volumes to me. I I, I don't know. In a while though. Nonetheless, two innings on the eve of the Atlanta series. I mean that that spoke a lot to me. But, but, you know, they are still in it, which is more than we've been able to say in a while when it comes to August 1st, we're about to hit. Jared, what do you think they do next? Well, it depends if somebody else gets hurt, right? <laughs> at this, at this point, like jokes aside, right? Like, I mean, if they, if they lose, another pitcher goes down, you got to go get a starter, even though, I mean, you, you probably need to go get another starting pitcher anyways. Um you honestly, and, and there's, I don't think there's a way for them to do it. You kind of got to go toe to toe with whatever Houston and, and the Rangers do, right? Like, sure, you can go toe to toe with what the, what the Jays do or, or, you know, the, the Yankees or Red Sox or something like that. But like, if you really want to be serious, you got to go toe to toe with what the, uh, what the Rangers and, and the Astros are doing. The Astros picked up Kendall Graveman, which Angels have already gotten probably more than that. Um, However, I mean, you could say the Angels aren't quite as deep and aren't quite as good as as the Astros anyways. And then you look at what the Rangers have done, and I mean, they got a guy named Max Scherzer and then Jordan Montgomery um, as well, which is which is tough, um, <laughs> which is tough to compete with. So if you want to stick in there with with Texas and you're healthy, I mean, you want to play the if you're healthy game like we just played. Um, you, you probably want to go get another starter to compete with that rotation because that rotation in Texas is we even without Jacob Degrom is is pretty stupid. Um, it's it's pretty freaking good. Um, and then same thing like if if Houston is healthy and the Angels are health, healthy, what do you what are you missing there? You're missing maybe some more thump in in the batting order and then probably some back end relief. So the fact that I'm bringing up the rotation, the bullpen, and the batting order. A little bit concerning there because there's not a piece to go get out there that's going to be an impact bat. There's still, you know, maybe another pitcher or two um, starting wise that you could go get. And there's probably still some bullpen help that you could go get. Um, so if you're saying you want to really, you know, compete, you, you 
first off, you need to get healthy. Second off, you're going to need to probably go get a starting pitcher. That that would probably be the long-winded answer there is you, you probably need to go get another starting pitcher. And then you probably need to look to get to make the bullpen a little bit better because you cannot, like Nate said, continue to run out Carlos Estevez for two innings. Um, Matt, Carlos Estevez and Matt Moore are really the only two guys right now that are trustworthy in the Angels' bullpen. Yeah, Jose Soriano has been great, but... As of yeah, late Jose Soriano, you might be able to get a seventh inning out of him. Bachman and Joyce are hurt. Moore's been, you know, pretty solid. But I mean, if I have to see Aaron Loop coming in another safe situation, I mean, that's not a lot of that's not a lot of fun. I'm gonna let you know that's a, that's a scary situation right there. So, I th- right, so it so you think it's fun? <laughs> <laughs> so looking ahead too, uh, the the series tomorrow, Griffin Canning against Troy Morton. Morton's been, uh, shall I say, iffy, but so is Griffin. Uh, in Atlanta, getting run the road. Sandoval gets Strider on Tuesday. Uh, Over okay. 16 and, punchies in that game. Okay. Yeah. Strider's <laughs> going to have a field day with Urban. Sorry. Right. Had to. Uh, it is. It's the truth. Okay. And then on Wednesday, take a look at the last Wednesday's matchup. Yeah, now that one it looks a little more favorable. So we'll see, but the matchups don't exactly go the, the Angels' way. Again, in Seattle, that, that also means Shohei won't play against the Braves, which I would have liked to have seen, by the way. I would have liked to have seen Shohei. They pushed the start back because of uh, the cramps and yeah. everything. So Shohei versus Brian Wu next Thursday. That that features the next four games in at home against Seattle. Now, that said, that Seattle series becomes all the more important now as well because that's divisional. And I know that we're all ta- we're focused on the wild card here, but you're only five out. You're only five out. So Seattle's right behind them. They're a wild card contender as well. That that series is pretty important. That Seattle series is huge. We'll see how they do in the Atlanta series. The Atlanta could could make this thing a, a real uphill climb. Yeah, it can break them. I mean, it can, but you never know. I mean, I I was a little encouraged today to hear Trout talk about during the broadcast how we're gonna he's gonna find about how, where he's at in Atlanta taking some swings. I hope you know I, we can't count on Rondon, right? I mean, he's played like forty five games in his annual career, something like that. It's a crazy number like that. Can't count on him, but there is supposedly help on the way. Drewby's back soon. There is hope, right? We we can't count on Velasquez's bat. Which one? <laughs> oh, so. Yeah, it's it's a rough. It, it was a rough lineup this weekend, and you, you can't yeah, it, get it, one hit with runners in scoring position and expect to beat a playoff team. It's I, it's just not how it works. I, th- I think that, that that's kind of the overall feeling. Like we're three I, I feel doing this podcast a bit down. Like I'm not trying to be. Negative. I don't even think Nate's trying to be negative. Uh, just from my perspective, I just it's like it it's was rough to watch this. It's more frustration. Yeah, but they're in it, and when they're in it, you're you're hoping for better. But man, all those strikeouts—it's rough to watch. We didn't. We scored one run against Alec Manoa, and Alec Manoa has been the single worst pitcher in the major leagues this year. One run. Dude was carving us until he hit Ward in the face. 
And then, he, you know, he... Well, he, maces were loaded. I wouldn't say carving. I, I think he had seven or eight punches and th- four... And a, what was it? No, he didn't. He, he had five. He had like five. Six punches and four and a third. I mean, compared to what Barrios did today. Jared, it's, you're quiet here. You're kind of just listening to this going on. Do you have something hopeful? Anything hopeful? Yeah. The Angels are making trades so they trades so they can try to compete. We haven't had this conversation in six years, eight years. You know, it's it's been a long time since Angels have even tried to make a push for the playoffs. Not you know, not stood pat either. Tried to make a a push for the playoffs, you know, and they're they're in a spot right now. Do we agree with it? If the Angels win the World Series, I agree with it. You know, <laughs> if uh, if the Angels don't win the World Series, I'm sure we'll be talking about it all off season. So they don't even make the playoffs. Yeah, you, you got to make the playoffs. playoffs. Like you got to like get that's healthy. the biggest thing. You got to make the playoffs. That's like yeah. I I understand. Like if if they don't win the World Series, like it, this team isn't built to win the World Series with the the pitching rotation you're running out there. Uh, Sandoval and Detmers haven't taken that next step. Like they've kind of plateaued a little bit. You thought maybe Detmers was going to be a little bit better. You thought Sandoval was going to continue to uh, to thrive off what he did last year, and they've kind of maybe even taken a step back for Sandoval and Detmers. Kind of stayed where he's at. This roster is not good enough to win the World Series. Obviously, the World Series, it's you know you get in there, anything can happen. You get anything a little happens. luck. Anything uh, happens. Ball the bounces the right way. Anything can happen. But like. This roster needs to make the postseason for anything the Angels have done from July 28th on to matter. Yeah, there you go. Guys, I mean, I, I honestly have nothing further to say. I think this is where we need to be. Uh, again, sorry for the little the dour mood. Uh, I'm, I got to be honest, don't feel awful for, for Taylor Ward. If you're watching it go down, I mean, that, that kind of. Not what you want. Mess with you a little bit. You know, watching them lose two out of three in Toronto. What well, just this whole series this week was a mess. But you know, if they can do something in Atlanta, if in Atlanta things will feel a little bit different. So any closing thoughts? Take one Jared? in Atlanta. Take one in Atlanta. Like that, like take one. take one in Atlanta and then move on to to uh the Mariners where you've played decently well, you know, against the Mariners. I'll say decently well this year against the Mariners. You know, and hopefully you don't have to face Luis Castillo and, and you know, you kind of move on from there. You'll have to face Logan Gilbert or, you know, Bryce Miller or, you know, yeah, somebody I like that like as well. But, they've hit the Mariners okay. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they played well against the Mariners. So, like I said, take they one. Don't just just don't, get, don't get swept against against Atlanta. Keep it close. Keep it to a five, six game, um, six games back in the wild card, five, six games back in, in the West. Go into Seattle, handle your business in Seattle, go sweep Seattle, go take three or four of them in Seattle, um, and then continue to get healthy, right? Can get get Drury back. Uh, you know, Ohapi should be hopefully coming back relatively soon as well. Uh, Trout's around the corner, you know. Um, ho- hopefully, uh, I don't know about Rendon where he is, but you hope Rendon might come back um, at some point this year. Um, Zach Neto, hopefully the back, you know, doesn't – it doesn't stiffen up because I would have loved to have seen Neto and and uh, and his twin Bo Bichette play in the same uh, in the same series there. So um, yeah, get healthy. You know, Joyce Bachman. Uh, I mean, you can name off everybody. Joe Adele. 
Um, <laughs> you know, work on getting healthy. That's, that's, that's the number one thing right now. Work on getting healthy and, um, you know, you, you never know what happens, right? But take one in Atlanta, worry about, worry about your inner, uh, inner divisional series and then, and then see where it takes you from there. See if you can get hot against some, against some teams that are above 500. They will get Castillo. Too. What? They will get Castillo on Friday night. That's fun. <laughs> I think they played, I think they've hit Castillo pretty well too. Like Castillo's a good no. pitcher. But you don't think so? I think they've hit Castillo recently no. well. Maybe I've no, seen, because that's maybe the, I've that's seen usually... Castillo. I've seen Castillo pitch in spring training. I've seen him pitch in, in Seattle this year. And I, and I saw him get lit up both times. He gave up nine runs in spring training. So maybe I'm just thinking about that. Um, he was good today. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've seen him twice this year in, in two different locations, which is bizarre, but uh, he's gotten lit up twice. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of weird. I, so, I'm pretty sure the angels lost 11 to the game that Castillo. Yeah. yeah he, he pitched, he pitched well this year against them. That was that one loss early in the season. where like, wow, the angels actually, that was their first real loss of the year. It yeah, felt Jose like Suarez Castillo. start. Yeah. Yeah, the six. So one other bright spot in the schedule because we're we're hammering how things look and we're feeling pretty dour. One last thing before we go, there is a bright spot in the schedule, and they, and they do have like every Thursday off for the next month, so there is time to rest in between here. They're in the middle of that lack that you know a, a big drag where they didn't get any days off. Well, they have coming in now a month basically where they'll have at least one off day a week, bargain double header, and that's good for a team to get healthy. I know it's small. Seems really minor, but going thirteen, fourteen games in the middle of summer without a day off when you guys when you guys are hurt, that's something to wear you down. But this team with this the only bright spot in this schedule coming up after this week, the tenth, the seventeenth, twenty fourth, and the thirty first, they're off. So they'll find some times coming. Hopefully they're not out of it by then. So they got three in Atlanta, four Seattle, three versus the Giants before they hit the road to go with an off day. So it's coming. That's it. That's all I got. I I, I found something positive. Ah, that was positive. Come on, don't don't give me that. I said win one against one of the best teams in baseball, and then well, go handle you your business found in something Seattle. positive. I found something positive. Nate, well. <laughs> You know, living in third reputation. I, uh, okay. No, no, no. My my something positive is we're going to get to see Patrick Sandoval and Lucas Giolito throw on normal rest for the first time in a long time. I wonder, no, I wonder no, how no, that no. affects them. You know, like I, nice. I think that could help get them back into their groove. I am not a huge fan of the six man rotation, so uh, I I wonder what it looks like for those guys. Giolito's thrown on four uh, on four days rest all year. You know, the fifth day, so. Um, shouldn't really affect him, but Sandoval, this is really the first time he's been able to do this all year long. So I'm curious to see how that helps him. Maybe it helps jumpstart him and get him going for the rest of the year. All right, guys, there you go. Follow us on Twitter, talking halos. Follow me at DC Pollard. Follow Jared at Jared underscore Tim's and Nate at Nate Green 34. Follow us anywhere podcast be found. And we're proud to be members of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're out of here. Have a great one.